0: Hello, it's Mitch and Paul from Looking Over the Fence.
1: Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we hope to move the podcast forward with your opinions. If you have anything
0: that you'd like us to discuss, please email us at looking over d
1: fence at outlook.com. Or on our Instagram and our Twitter page at LOTFence or LOTFence to help this podcast grow. Thank you for your support. Cheers. Hello,
0: welcome to Looking Over the Fence with me, Mitchell.
1: And me, Paul. Um, Today we've got a very interesting different swing on things, just like episode 4 on the prison reform where we feel that we were going to give you a thing that we disagree with and give you opinions on how we fix it. Um, This week we're going to go with it on current events, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the country, we're going to give you some facts, or Mitch is going to give you the facts because obviously you tell by now my fact-giving ability is absolutely abysmal. So Mitch will give you the facts. We're going to hit up, we're going to have a nice conversation. He's going to treat my brain like a little soft sponge and he's going to try and convince me on what's going on and what he can do better and how he thinks it's going to evolve. And I'm going to ask questions and poke holes in his theory because I'm an annoying little shit. So, Mitch, tell me something. Give me a fact. Give me something that's going on, a headline at the moment that you want to talk about. What's wrong with it? What's right with it? Go. Right. um, Well, I think the big
0: news that we've had, is obviously Quasi Quartang being replaced by Jeremy Hunt. Um, Opinion on it? I mean, Quasi quartangs budget was absolutely abysmal, really. Uh, Obviously, we did talk about it uh, a a few episodes ago, and I talked about what I liked, what I didn't like, um, just on face value. Um, Looking at it, over the course of the last two weeks, a lot of his budget has been based on borrowing, and as a result, the the economy is where it is today. It's as simple as that. Um, the pound dropping to the lowest against the dollar that it's ever been. Interest rates absolutely skyrocketing. Um, mortgages now being extremely expensive. You know, if anyone's remortgaging. Uh welcome you to go back an episode to where we answered a, a listener's question on mortgage rates and what advice would be to people in different situations. Um, and it's been replaced with Jeremy Hunt. Jeremy Hunt, obviously a guy <clears throat> like quite a few politicians, unfortunately nowadays, career littered with controversies.
1: Oh, oh controversies, Mitch, mate, this is what I love to thrive on. This is where my little brain goes crazy. Tell me about these controversies. Tell me why he's dirty, why we don't like him, why we hate him, or why I should hate him, or why I don't like him, because, you know, generally he's the fourth cha- he's the fourth Cat Chancellor we've had in, in this uh in in a year. So um why is he gonna do better or why is he gonna do worse? He's said
0: to have ruined the NHS. So Over the course of his career, he brought in a lot of cuts to the NHS and a lot of, uh, I mean, Stephen Hawking described it as backdoor privatisation. He also had the massive junior doctor's row, um, which led to a book being written called, I think it was written by a junior doctor. What's the book called? We'll share it on our Twitter page. I think that's generally the title. I think it is called Written by a Junior Doctor. Written by a Junior Doctor? Yes, yeah, called it's, This Is Going to Hurt, Secret Diaries of a Junior Doctor.
1: Okay, so basically um, when Jeremy Hunt was a uh, health secretary, a junior doctor wrote a book called Hurt, The secrets life of a junior doctor right yeah this is going to hurt secret lives of a junior doctor um, <laughs> he sounds optimistic doesn't he He sounds brilliant so this 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 junior doctor who told the health secretary of the home jeremy hunt was going to be wrote a book called hurt well this is going to hurt my chosen career that i've invested loads of money got into loads of debt into become is going to hurt because of jeremy hunt's policies and now that gentleman has been put in charge of our checkbook for the country. Yeah. Are we fucked?
0: Well, it took, I want to go over some more things. So he took over responsibility for the NHS in 2012. By the time he left it, six years later, patient experience and staff morale had both dra- taken a dramatic turn for the worse across many key indicators. The winter crisis was deepened, with official figures showing 17, 18 and 19 were successively the worst on record. The British Medical Association... Reported that the twenty eighteen reported that by twenty eighteen the winter crisis has truly been replaced by a year round crisis.
1: Oh my God!
0: Um, NHS rules ninety five percent ninety five percent of patients visiting A and E should be seen within a maximum of four hours. By the time Hunt left, well, when he took over, it was at ninety four point nine percent performance. By the time he left, it was at eighty four percent, and I believe he also changed the target, or at least at least, tried to change the target to make it longer.
1: And it would manipulate his figures then?
0: Um, I suppose that's the answer for everything. You know, if you have to make something in five hours, if you have to make something in five hours, you may as well make it ten. Then you'll always hit it.
1: So he basically just hired and lowered the bar in order to make him look like he was succeeding on paper? Yes. Jesus Christ, mate. So what's he going to do now as, a, as the counsellor? He's going to... oh. Sorry, Mitch. I'm just going to give you. I'm just going to little jump in as a, a little bit of a stab at Jeremy Hunt. Uh, an interesting fact that you might not know: um, his wife is a Chinese, a Chinese national, and he flew to China to do a speech as Foreign Secretary. This is, and he called his wife Japanese while he was in China as Foreign Secretary representing the UK. He called his wife, his Chinese wife, Japanese.
0: I feel for his wife. That's
1: got to be a massive insult to his wife, let alone the Japanese and the Chinese people. Let me ask you a question. If you call, if you called your missus something uh, like a different nationality, like you sound like a, a Southern fairy, like if you said to like your, your lady, hey, you sound like Paul, that Southern fairy bastard I do my podcast with, would she be going mental at you? Uh,
0: no, to be fair, I don't think she would, but she wasn't happy um, when I forgot when her birthday was a few years back. <laughs> so I imagine it's... Is it as similar as that? Is it
1: similar as that maybe? It's got to be the same ballpark. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be in the same ballpark. It's, I think it's got it's got to be in the same ballpark, doesn't it? Yeah, no. Well, yeah, that's what I said about Jeremy Hunt with that. Um, interesting, Suella Braverman, to give police more powers to stop protesters from holding Britain to ransom. Another radical move to take away our freedom of speech Go ahead, Mitch, your opinions on Suella Braveman. Don't have to give me too much facts. Um, Just hit me up with how you feel about that statement. So she's basically giving police more powers, like Priti Patel was, more powers to stop protesting and freedom of speech.
0: Well, no, so it's not freedom of speech, is it? It's It's protesting. And I think police should have more powers to deal with protests. For example, when we were looking at the people sitting across roads, protesting the police weren't able to move them it's as simple as that they weren't able to the police weren't legally able to move them and they should have been you know people have to get to work but ambulances but these people just want to be heard mate. however what they were deciding to do was going out in their local communities and losing the support of the people by making it harder for the people in the same community as them to get to work and earn money. So instantly your protest for me loses credibility because you're not looking out yeah. for the people. You just you're doing something something that you believe in. Quite rightly all power to you. You have freedom of speech, you have the right to protest. I don't believe you have the right to stop people going to work. Now put it this way, I take this is something for you mate. Go on. If when the railway strikes happened um there was pickets picket lines if those picket lines decided to stand in front of the door of the office and stop people going to work, which by the way i want I want to note is something that the BBC tried to make it sound like they were doing um, when they were interviewing interviewing the union representative saying that the picket lines what are you going to do is there going to be any violence is there going to be this is there going to be that are you going to stop people going to work? And unequivocally the answer was no, it's just a picket line. However, if the picket lines had stopped people going to work, there would have been uproar. But when people sit in the road, in a queue, in a line and actually stop people going to work and not only stop people going to work, but they stop ambulances getting to hospitals. They stop police attending crimes. They stop fire engines getting to fires. And nothing was nothing, and the, nothing was said. And I think the police have the power, should have the power, to move those people on. If you want to process protest, what you are protesting? How?
1: So how? How would a yeah? How would a protest be? I mean, because like obviously, by sitting in the middle of a road, people are just looking at them. Like they are the center of attention. That is it. They are seeing what they're saying. That like just stop oil, extinction rebellion, gluing their hands to the floor. You know, they're radical. They're like, I mean, it's extreme. It's extreme because they want their views to be heard so much, but the corporations aren't listening, which is unfortunate. I think you made a bit of a, between strikes because employment strikes. And if you do cross the picket line, it's not about like you, we won't stop you from physically crossing the picket line. It's about how you feel as crossing the picket line emotionally like if you went to work and you crossed the picket line, your fellow employees would then yeah. ju- judge you in that workplace. Like you didn't support us, you didn't stand with the with the group of us. So then that one person that crossed the picket yep. line is then, you know, guilty or made guilt ridden for crossing the picket line for mm-hmm. doing what she or he believes is best for the family or what he needed to do in that working circumstance. And these mm-hmm. these just stop like just stop oil and um Extinction Rebellion, so glue in the hands of the... Oh, I don't know where I stand, mate. I think... I want them to have their voice. I don't want the police to have more powers. But I think that we should just bloody, like, maybe open up our eyes a little bit and listen to what they're saying. Because obviously they're just saying that they don't want the capitalists making too much more, destroying the earth any more than they are, cutting down rainforests. Well, that's fine.
0: But I think a lot of the the, the voices of these protests... Were actually quite hypocritical. Um, insulated Britain, for example, the fellow that went on to, I think it was Good Morning Britain, doesn't actually have his home insulated. Um, there was somebody, an Extinction Re- a Rebellion representative on an interview on the radio, talking about how in the current climate, if somebody wanted to say fly to Fiji, would they be allowed to uh, believe the representative said no? Turns out, just a couple of months before that interview, she flew to Fiji for holiday.:
1: yeah, the hypocrisy behind it.
0: Sometimes the, the representatives, sometimes the representatives are filled with hypocrisies, and my point would be, if you want to make a change, and for exa- I mean as the example of you know, the oil and gas and the fuels, the fuel protests for extinction rebellion, go and do that outside BP. Go and do that outside shell. Not in your local communities, stopping regular people going to work.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from there, Mitch. I mean, obviously, I do believe in the right of free speech and everything, but do it in front of the people that they actually want, to mention. But also, alternatively, they could do it the politically correct way, go through the the councils of their local towns, become elected officials, and then move on, and then move up, and then change the world that way. I mean, instead of like, for example, I believe that – you know, if you sit in front of this and shout, like, OK, so let me give you an example. Trudeau. OK, Trudeau in Canada. This mother. F- when I read this, I was just like, I thought oh, Canadians are lovely people. I thought they're all friendly. They're all lovely, you know, and then Trudeau. OK, so like he made some uh, covid laws uh, like uh, I don't know if you read about this or heard about this. So he made some covid laws and you couldn't like travel into the They, they were stopping truckers, making it very impossible for truckers to do their job across the United States, Canadian border. Okay, so this is what I did. Oh, mate, I, I just, woo, it's, it's throwing me off. I feel sick about to tell you. And I think you're going to, I want to, I hope you disagree. So anyway, so they couldn't, the truckers couldn't do their job. And because they had the restrictions, they weren't allowed to go in with these certain restrictions for the COVID laws. So what they did is they lined up all of parliament and they honked their horns for three days straight. I'm talking like thousands of trucks just lined up in parliament, protesting about their rights of the covid vaccination or the covid uh right of free movement things like that or to do their jobs go across the borders to create deliveries so do you know what trudeau did hit me mate he froze their fucking bank accounts he froze their bank account. he froze their money and stopped their money being accessible at the bank at the port through their license plates he found out who they were and froze their money and you don't see that on the BB bloody C. You don't see that on the ITV. You don't see that anywhere. That's fucking... So they were sitting there they couldn't... No,
0: I don't remember that ever
1: being reported. Exactly, mate. You wouldn't. And that's exactly right. And when I read about this, I was like, are you, are you serious? I mean, you won't see it. And he did that. And they had to give in. They had to go back to work or back away from their protest to be able to. So the, the, the police didn't have more powers... They just took, He just took the power away from them and they couldn't sit there because they couldn't obviously, you know, order a WhatsApp on Just Eats or uh, Uber Eats to their, deliver at their truck while they're protesting. So they had no money. Mm-hmm. They had to go home.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, I completely disagree with that. I think I think, one distinction that I have to make is that a completely your right of free speech and your right of free will is something that can't be argued with by anyone, let alone your government. Um, if you want to sit in the road and protest, if you want to set aside Parliament and hunk your horn and protest, you have the right to do so. The police should also have the right to move you on. That's all I'm arguing. Um, and I think just just as much as you're allowed to sit in the road and stop people from getting to work, those people that are getting to work should have the right to pick you up and put you on the curb. Do you know what I mean? It's, as, it's as simple as that. That's my thought process behind it. If you, if you.
1: <laughs> well, you just got like, you you have a group of sat truckers. You have people with sat trucks, you know, coming and just shoving them off the road. <laughs>
0: oh mate. I mean, if, in fairness to be, if, if, if I was driving to work and there's a group of people sat in the road, I'd ring my manager. And I'm quite happy to sit there as long as they're happy to sit there because I'm not really that asked. <laughs> so yeah, getting as if I'm getting paid,
1: I'm out. You get you're getting paid, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Oh, I so, I mean, I think it was the. the it's the. <laughs> yeah. you're not making bonus, but you're getting paid. You know what I mean? You're getting your you're getting your salary for sitting there. But then, um, I mean, it's, I think it's like the DP, that the, the delivery people would probably be in the ones who are trying to. Deliver. it slows the economy down doesn't it uh, and is that what we really want but yeah i mean af- after the tangent um jeremy
0: hunt as chancellor
1: oh no 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 so i'm not done i'm not no, no. just give me one second before we get back onto j j hunt um i want to just say like if you if you think that on, on the twitter page for the uh sorella protests do police deserve more power for protesting should we do we have the right to protest on uh to move protesters off the road who are causing uh disruption to the economy yes or no thumbs up for yes thumbs down for no do police get more power to remove these people um comment on the twitter page on the episode yes or no let us know back to jeremy hunt go ahead mitch tell me more what were you about to say yeah so
0: obviously jeremy hunt is going to take over as chancellor um we've spoken about his record with the nhs being quite um abysmal uh i would i would like to say one thing that he did say actually um i don't know if he meant it the way i'm taking it but he did propose banning people from being able to walk in to a and e um obviously
1: was that when he was health secretary
0: this is when he was health secretary yeah obviously as i mean as as a statement it sounds quite quite bold and quite uh and quite controversial of course it does um however the amount of people that do go into the NHS for no reason whatsoever it wouldn't be a bad idea would it if you could just if everyone was told you have to call 112 and get the opinion of a health professional before you go to any, wouldn't be a bad idea would it
1: I don't. I yeah. I can see that. I mean, because they're slowing down the line. I mean, I didn't want to go to A and E because of when I broke my wrist, I was like, no, I'm not going to A and E yet unless I know it's fully broken. So I gave it a day, and then when I woke up and I couldn't like move it, and I was like, yeah, this is fucked. Uh, I'm yeah, I better go to A and E. But there's some people who are just like literally like, oh, I'm going to A and E straight away. Do you know what I mean? And that's I yeah. So in some ways, I do kind of agree with that. But then again, it does still take away the rights of that. But then the A and E is. We discussed it in episode one about how it's sinking and how it needs to be reformed and changed. But the A&E... Yeah, and, and genuinely, and I'm glad you've said that as well because part of that episode where
0: we're talking about my opinion on privatising the NHS is because of how, how it's performing now. And how it's performing now is a direct result of Jeremy Hunt's tenure, tenure as, um, as,
1: as health secretary. So, but mate, yeah, sorry. What it is, is like that, that NHS, uh, it is, it's not designed for this amount of volume that it's got. It hasn't had the correct funding, but this is what's going to happen. This is my prediction for the future. Basically, they're going to go after a few years, like, oh, guys, we've put the country in so much debt. We've we, we, we really, you know, we've lowered the pound. We We've got to privatise the NHS to pay off this £2.2 trillion debt we have. We have to privatise. I'm so sorry. We didn't want to, but we have to conservatives yes that's my opinion that's what i think is going to happen and it's going to be uh i don't know i i I, they they want to do it don't they that's why if trump was still in power that probably already would have happened i think because he was planning i think b boris and trump were planning on making a nice big business of the nhs
0: um i mean i mean i think a lot of that was just speculation to be honest And, and not so much fear mongering but i think a lot of it was just speculation Um, We know for a fact that Donald Trump didn't agree with nationalised healthcare. I can imagine Boris Johnson didn't agree with nationalised healthcare. There are plenty of politicians around the world that don't agree with nationalised healthcare. Um, They could have made that, they could really have made that, that comparison with any other country and said, oh, Boris Johnson's planning with X, Y, Z... To privatize the n h s behind our backs, we should all be outraged um when in actual fact the n h s is performing poorly by their own key performance indicators, and the reason for that is as a direct result of jeremy hunt's tenure as health as health secretary when when I was talking about privatizing the n h s and I said people are underpaid overworked and the equipment isn't good enough and there's not enough of it genuinely all four of them we can put down to jeremy hunt's tenure as health secretary they're underpaid because there was tons of cuts. they're overworked because jeremy hunt introduced a seven-day working week to junior doctors instead of a five-day working week there's not enough equipment because of all the cuts, and the equipment isn't good enough because of all the cuts there's an argument to say (laughs) i mean do I still believe in privatizing the NHS at this moment in time? Yes.
1: Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I mean, it's, but I'm not, I want to find something between the privatize, like certain aspects, because when the NHS was invented, it was like for serious injuries just after world war two, wasn't it? You know, like the, the around the sixties, um, for being a, uh, like, that was it. you go there if you had a problem. But back in like that, it used to be the doctor used to come to the house. You used to pay the doctor in cash as he was left. Before the NHS, that's how it was. Doctors come around your house. You give him cash as he leaves. Then the NHS was invented. But it wasn't designed for this amount of volume. That is it. It's not designed for this amount of people, this amount of patients, this amount of different injury. You know what I yeah. mean? There's so many things that can go wrong with the body these days that we discovered through science. I mean, it used to be like they didn't, they didn't know about these things, so people would just die. But now that people, they know what's wrong, they know how to treat it, it creates more work for the NHS. And that's where... But that's... the volume, the volume,
0: Paul, is also people that shouldn't be in a and E. I I think, obviously, obviously, you went into A&E with your broken wrist. You've had to go in twice now because it needs to be reset again.
1: No, I, I said no, mate. I said no because you this said is... No to Yeah, well, basically, they said to me, they they let it heal in the wrong position for 17 days. Like When I first went in there, they diagnosed it wrong. It was a displaced fracture. They they diagnosed it as an undisplaced fracture. And it's six degrees out of place, which they should have noticed on the first x-rays. But they didn't. They let it heal in a cast for 17 days before they called me back and said, actually, we've kind of misdiagnosed this. Oh, really? So what's going to happen? Well, we can operate on you and i'll break all your bones again that i have already started to heal but i'm going to have to break more bones than the original break to move that bone back into place so there's a 50 percent chance i'm going to make you worse but there's a 50 percent chance i'll make you better Ow. Oh. okay i, mean, I like that are you a gambling man <laughs> well i'm not a gambling man because the fact is that i'd be if i break it i'd be in a cast for the reset that last three weeks of like the last 17 days that i've been healing for in the cast We'd just be back to zero and i'd have to be in the cast for another six weeks earning 90 pounds statutory sick pay a week N- not my cup of tea mate i can't be off sick anymore especially with my mortgage and the mortgage rates going up not that i'm in a remortgaging situation but if i was mate dude I, mitch it's all fucked mate it's dude. all going <laughs> Is it, mate. I, okay right so give me uh give me your thoughts now like so we got we got we've had the four four council chancellors in the last four months uh liz trust is now prime minister. How long before, because obviously Jeremy Hunt, Jeremy Hunt backed Rishi Sunak. Okay. In the, in the general election or not the general election in the, uh, conservative, uh,
0: the leadership uh,
1: rest, conservative leadership race, which brings it to the second unelected conservative prime minister that we've had ridiculous. It's pretty much a dictatorship. So now tell me what's going to happen in your opinion with Liz trust and Jeremy Hunt as her chancellor what's happened is liz truss gone or is liz truss staying or are they going to become best friends or is rishi shona going to come back into play um
0: i mean i guess the answer is we have absolutely no idea um i mean technically this is this not the second unelected pm either i mean Theresa may took over originally as an unelected pm she did then get elected um as she called the general election but then Boris Johnson was unelected, and now obviously Liz Truss is an unelected prime minister. And obviously we say unelected as in not in a general election. They are elected through party members and stuff like that. I don't agree with that either. To be quite honest with you, I think when people vote for a prime minister, they're given a mandate. Yeah they they, they provide they provide what they want to do as prime minister, and then they're prov- then they're given a mandate by. The general public and i think once you once you leave that office i feel that then should trigger a general election i do think that it would be impossible to put that into play because of the the money in a general election that gets spent but there
1: we go so yeah i mean i'm just saying so well, is she gone or is she staying i mean just your your opinion not a fact not a fact
0: it's a tough one really isn't it our Ocar- current affairs no she will stay she will stay
1: I think that she's going to last probably middle of November. Middle of November they're going to get rid of her. I mean she's already u turned She's showed no in, like no integrity already.
0: It's a difficult it's a difficult one in my opinion. She's had the media now of of completely turned on her. When you look at the questions that she's getting asked from the media they're all quite hostile questions. They're all questions towards her resigning or or being voted out, given enough a vote of no confidence. All the reports coming out of the media are that the Tory party are turning against her. Um, and yet she's still here. The reports are saying, genuine, genuinely, the reports are saying that this, currently, she's getting more backlash than the very worst dares of Theresa May and the very worst dares of Boris Johnson. And for her to be getting that amount of backlash and still be in office, still be here. And when she's being asked questions, she seems quite, she seems quite stubborn in the in the in the fact that she know she's going to remain as prime minister. Um, and I mean, fair play to her for it. If that's that's the job she wants and she's willing to fight tooth and nail to keep it. However, like you said, she's come up with. Her and this quasi quoting budget was not quasi quoting hundred percent. It it has to have been Liz and quasi going over their plans for the budget, for the economy, for this country, and coming up with ideas to fix it. quasi quoting obviously is the face of the budget because he's he was the chancellor, but because the, because it's got received so much backlash. Quasi's lost his job, and Liz stares, and then does loads of backtracks. And backtracking is
1: fine. Do you know they used to be friends? They co-authored a book together. Do you know they co- co-authored a book for a book oh. together? Uh, Liz Truss and Quasi. I mean, um, if, obviously not mentioned, mate. But it's, if I was uh,
0: Prime Minister Paul, I would make huge news. Well,
1: they are friends. They went to school <laughs> together. They went to school together. They they are friends off, off off the camera. You know that they like mm. you know they were they were supposed to be good together, but. They're not friends anymore, yeah, right? I, mean, I don't think. Quasi thinks she's gone in a few weeks.
0: There's there's going to be...
1: But get be this, uh, Jeremy Hunt, you're... Sorry. There's going to be friends in... Yeah, Parliament. I know. Well, they, There's no and friends in politics. That's no, but there's saying. going
0: to be friends in, in Parliament and in parties. Like, I mean, if I was to become Prime Minister tomorrow, I don't know Jeremy Hunt from Adam, but I know you. So I'd rather have you as Chancellor than, than Jeremy Hunt. Do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> mate i'm supposed to be the ridiculous one here mate you're supposed to be the sensible one you can't suggest me as chancellor jesus christ what's well, everything yeah but who am i supposed to suggest
0: a, a, a politician that i don't actually know i would i would sooner choose someone that i know and a friend probably of that someone that i know as a friend is good with money um it probably be one of them friends that doesn't take his wallet out very much in the pub, and then he's who I make chancellor.
1: You're a cheeky bastard! How the fuck do you know that? Literally, mate, my friends call me the penny counter, and that's that's literally oh, like. There we go. Can I it. Did, did you just assume that about me that you didn't even know that you haven't like been out? You knew I was a penny counter. Fucking hell. I hate it, mate. I hate the amount of control that money has over me. It's mental. And it has control (laughs) over the whole nation. It's a discussion for another time, mate, honestly. But um, your friend Jeremy Hunt has warned Tory MPs not to try and oust the Prime Minister. Now, is he just saving face to make it look like he's supporting? Number 11 is supporting number 10. Or is he just like making it look like that, so when they do it, it's like, Oh, it's so terrible. Oh, shit. I'm Jeremy Hunt. I didn't want this to happen. You know, but oh it well.
0: sounds like Jeremy Hunt's just been given a job from someone, and he's he's, he's trying to keep him in.
1: Oh, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh... <laughs> I get that. He's yeah, looking obviously. after the hand
0: that feeds him at that point
1: they are so oh my god who's going to be feeding him next you know what i mean like oil companies and shell and bp are feeding them all at the moment i'm really looking forward like so what right like final question before we wrap this to an end on current events so liz trust yeah you you don't really want to know give me a date give me a date of when she got, i said middle of november no yeah middle of november i'm saying she's gone give me a date that she's gone for you If you think she's going to go. Or do you think she's going to survive until
0: 2023? Well, yeah. I mean, the reports that the next general election is going to be 2023. I think...
1: It's got to be sooner than that.
0: I think she could make it to the general election. Holy fuck. Oh, mate. Yeah, I think it... Because because here's here's my point, is that U-turns aren't necessarily a bad thing. It shows that she's thought of a way out. I mean, we see it on this podcast all the time. Your initial reaction to some of my opinions has been quite quite, far, like quite heavily against my opinions. But then after a discussion, after like we talk about how it works in actual practice, some people jump over the fence. And she's brought out this budget. She's seen the backlash. She's seen the result of the, the budget with Quasi and then how badly it's been received and gone, actually, it doesn't work. Uh, I'm going to backtrack and do something else. The problem that she has is that that's not what she said. Yes. Totally
1: with you. Totally with you. She's, she's,
0: she's made out like, I don't, I don't know if she's made out like this is the plan all along or, Hey, look over here guys. Um, like genuinely, if she did just come out into a press conference, if she'd have just come out into a press conference and said, listen, this was our mini budget. So this is what we we thought about and seen the state of the country at the minute economically this was what we thought would be a realistic way to solve those issues upon the reaction from the market and the reaction from the people um that i have to represent as prime minister we're going to do it another way and i think that would get a much better reaction
1: yeah much more respect because she has stand up and said that i fucked it guys i took a gamble i made millions of pound on short i've made millions of money <laughs> millions of pounds on shorting the pound and now i'm going to change it around okay because i'm betting the other way now so we want the strong pound because i'm betting the other way i mean i know that quasi's business friends done that. Yeah. i mean that was public news um so you know rubbish as always but um uh, So you're saying she's going to last to a general election. Fair play to you. I hope she does because I love it when you're right, Mitch. I mean, you know, we're saying, but I think there's going to be there. she's gone. Rishi's going to replace her. There's going to be uproar from the public. General election early. Boom. Labor's in. Labor government. Okay. First of all, want to go on to the, uh, the trickle down economics that she put into place. You know, it doesn't work because the rich people will not invest in. Like i mentioned this i said that they have a functioning business machine they're not going to invest that money they're going to save that money and wait for an opportunity to invest it in well actually they're going to take that money away and give it to the, the you know, their children their rich children who will then buy houses away from the poor children so you know there's it doesn't work trickle down trickle down so what they should have done bubble up economics because if you give a fucking poor person a thousand pound mate you guarantee in a week that's fucking gone they're down the pub they're down the bookies they're down the back you know they're getting the backy up all that money's getting pumped back into the economy mate do you know what i mean fucking hell they're straight down the pub they're straight down the boozer they're having smokes they're on the slotties mate and that money's straight back into the
0: economy mate you are are such you are such a closet tory
1: (laughs) straight away uh, mate no i i don't want to be uh, no i i i this is what no that's ah oh, closet tory closet communist Com- <laughs> mate i don't know what the fuck i am and that's what the problem is that's why i'm doing this show mm. i'm talking to you to help me find myself i mean i might i'm married with two kids i might even be a homosexual <laughs> i don't know i'm just joking Mitchell. you're looking beautiful
0: i'm just <laughs> no i mean oh mate they, it's it's just funny that you went that you went oh no that, that you know you give a th- you give a poor person a thousand pounds and then went straight to gambling smoking drinking like <laughs> <laughs> just, oh fuck it, oh, yeah. it seemed like oh, a very mate. Tory view to me no I mean I completely agree with what you're saying in that a bubble a bubble up economy a bubble up economy is exactly what, what works because the money finds itself in the economy. Um meaning you know people will use that for shopping shopping yeah they they don't have the 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 means to dodge paying tax. Um it would go straight its way to shopping it would go straight its way to amenities they'll take the kids on a day's out they'll take the family on day's out they'll go out to restaurants because they've got this extra income they'll get takeaways and treat themselves they might go shopping and treat themselves to a nice handbag some jewellery some a new wallet some new clothes and then it finds its way into the yeah. economy whereas for a trickle down economy to work that money needs to find its way find its way into the economy and it doesn't because Somebody who already has millions is going to see the extra £1,000 and say, well, I'm still going to invest that in my portfolio of um, Forex or, I don't know, Bitcoin, or I'm going to save it in my offshore bank account and it's not going to be taxed. And then it never finds its way into the economy.
1: Yeah, because what they've done is they've given it tax cuts. So a tax cut for I said this for a tax cut for a rich person is a lot more money than for a tax cut for a middle class poor person or myself or you or anyone of you know, anyone who's not a million billionaire. Who's just on a basic, you know, working wage, living wage, a tax cut doesn't help them, but the tax cut for a billionaire is thousands and thousands of pounds. And that's where they're saying that thousands and thousands of pounds will be invested. But I said they're not going to invest it. They'd obviously just save it, keep it, wait for the recession.
0: what we were talking about with the national insurance thing. Um, for the very poorest in the country, your national insurance cut works out as one pound a day. And you can't do anything with that now. Everything's too expensive. You can't even, you can't even buy a 99 with a flake for one pound.
1: You see, I thought it was called a ninety-nine because it was ninety-nine p.
0: Yeah, go find it go find an ice cream van now that sells a ninety-nine for ninety-nine p you I can't find it, mate.
1: Not fair, man. I would love them ninety-nines are a flake, mate. But we live that in- you
0: live down south near all the beaches. There'll be
1: plenty. Of you. You'll have to walk that far, no, mate. Mate, we don't know, mate. Mate. Mate, as soon as you get your ass down here, mate, we have a little beer and we go out, mate. I'm getting you a Hawkins, mate, okay? This Hawkins made an Apple Door Devon ice cream. Sorry, I haven't been paid by Hawkins to say this by any way, but it's just the fucking balls. I mean, the, the the ice cream just melts. Well, it melts in your mouth. I was just
0: going to say it melts in your mouth. I, would, I, will, I will put your Hawkins against my <laughs> Fredericks every day of the week. Fredericks and Chorley. If any of you are ever in Chorley, go visit Frederick's. You might have to queue up for an hour on a sunny day, but you won't regret it. The amount of flavors, the Frederick's, that the
1: best. Fuck off, you're Frederick Right, we know what our next debate is. We know what our next debate is. It's Frederick's and Mr. Hawkins.
0: <laughs> we know what the next debate is. Frederick's versus Hawkins. We'll have to bring an ice cream, meet in the middle, jump, meet at the fence, meet at the fence in Birmingham, and then <laughs> we'll settle this once and for all.
1: <laughs> and then what? We'll hand a melted ball of ice cream? Just yeah, handed up, maybe a tub. tub. We we'll get, tub. get tubs. And it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's not going to happen. Anyway, we should start wrapping this up. I did because I, 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 I mean, what well, we're—I well, mean—we're talking about ice cream, fuck's sake, you know. But we have hit some interesting topics. We've got we've 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 identified how Jeremy Hunt's track record is absolutely dreadful with his NHS and a little brief foreign secretary, and now he's in charge of the country's checkbook. We're not optimistic about him. We think he's saying to protect Liz Truss at the moment but I think he's generally going to betray her in the long run and when Rishi gets made Prime Minister in a couple of months a couple of months time uh, then they're going to start doing their things that Tories do, uh, austerity balancing the books back to back to normal yeah that's what's going to happen yeah that's it and it's going to be raising up hopefully on the corporations, hopefully a windfall tax and hopefully a little bit of bubble up economics fuddy. but um, we've also hit about protesting and swe- Swella Braverman as home secretary um so we're just going to find out if that's going to be a thing i mean she's still taking over what pretty patel was doing basically wants the police to become like the ss lovely this is going to be brilliant so um yeah this has been a very optimistic current events show but we live in a very optimistic environment at the moment in this country i hope you can tell i'm being facetious and sarcastic um but mitch have you got anything to add to say
0: yeah, I mean, as, as the actual optimistic one of the, of the, of the group, as, as funny as that sounds, I don't think any, uh, any of my other friends would describe me as optimistic. Um, no, yes, yeah, I think I completely agree. I think we can we look forward to seeing more taxation, less money in the pockets of the people who need it most. And, <laughs> yeah, hopefully the general election comes along and things start to change. I would like to see more people from that, that actually represent their area go forward and try to become a Member of Parliament. I think that would be great. Um even just if they could be councillors and um you know, what yeah, work for your local council. Um get get involved and, and try and make a difference yourselves
1: everyone looks in the mirror and thinks what can i do to make a difference everyone looks in the mirror and says what can i do to make a difference and i've been doing it for years and you know what i did i said fuck it i met this hairy bastard from preston and i'm gonna fucking do a podcast with him and then we're gonna get our listeners and your opinions and then when we get the confidence we're gonna go to councillors you know he's gonna be the chancellor of preston or you know in the council. yeah you
0: country. never know I'm, you never know i might end up being the, the mp for preston in in the 2023 election
1: (laughs) amazing you blow my mind that would be
0: a laugh wasn't it that would be a laugh
1: anyway thank you very much for listening as always thumbs up if you agree thumbs down if you disagree I'm Paul I'm Mitchell have a great day cheers